This week on Weekend at Effie's, we're going to talk about independent suffering, corporate hacking, going all over the country as fast as you can, and what your body does when it's been going 115 miles an hour on average for 38 hours. Los Angeles, Chicago, Dolph Ziggler, rain, it's all in here. Come, come on this adventure. Welcome to Weekend at Effie's. This is a podcast about uh, what I do sometimes, and I share it with the wonderful Pitar. Hello. Who I live with and uh, am friends with and love chatting with. And it's kind of about wrestling. We're technically a wrestling podcast on the charts. And I just want to say, in the past couple weeks, there's been a lot of negative, depressing wrestling news. And you don't need to know what you know, it's, why even bring it up anymore. But there seem to be, at a lot of companies, uh, corporate changes happening, uh, you know, people figuring out what the next steps are happening. And I just want to say, uh, I'm not going to be negative. I'm going to be positive, And I'm going to say, I appreciate all of the support that allows me to be a completely independent artist. Uh, I work a lot of places. Uh, obviously, some people say, don't you, aren't you contracted at GCW? I'm not. Uh, I love working at GCW. I did this weekend. We're going to talk about it. But I also just want to say, I'm very happy right now to not be locked in under contract anywhere. Now, part of this is because uh, I'm a brat. I've always been a bit of a brat. Uh, it's been discussed. We've gone over it with my parents and family. And they're glad I'm the way I am now. But boy, what a path it was. I don't like being told what to do. And whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, I have to at least play my idea out. I think I've gotten much better as an adult at listening to other people, taking their advice. And uh, part of the reason I've never been able to get near a contract is because I don't like being told what to do. And I want to say this, I don't think I would have survived this weekend if other people weren't helping me and telling me kind of what to do. Monday, I asked you and uh, AJ, I said, should I just take these staples out of my head? Or should I go to the doctor? I mean, they gave me the tool at the hospital and said, don't do it yourself. But they gave me the tool. And you both said, don't absolutely do not do that. And I took your advice. I actually, I asked my Twitch stream Monday night too. I said, should I take my staples out? Bebop, come here. Leave it. I said, should I take my staples out on my own? Resounding, absolutely not. Go to the doctor. Uh, so I'm going to fast forward through the weekend to say I went to the doctor yesterday. She did not not ask any uh, questions, so I didn't have to make my story fit the story I made up in Tampa. If my healthcare provider is listening, I fell down the stairs. I did not get concussed. Uh, but I went in and I said I have to get my staples out. And the nurse came in first and said, "Hey, you can't keep these." Right. I said, I want to kind of keep the staples. She said, absolutely not. This is a biohazard. This is, there could be infection. Um, you know, it has blood on it. And then the doctor came in and I said, the nurse said, I can't keep these staples. She said, you want to keep them? I said, yeah, I want, I want a memento. I want to keep them as a memento. And she said, well, she told you, you can't keep them. I said, she said it would, I could cause a, a mass biohazard. She goes, I'm going to be honest, I don't give a shit. I'll put them in the bag if you really want your fucking staples. She didn't say your fucking staples, but she did say, I don't give a shit. I love that. I think the healthcare system has a lot of flaws, but the casual apathy of our providers right now is magic. So I'm just letting people know, uh, I'm not doing this half-assed. I have jewelry display boxes. I'm going to show you in a minute, but I also have gold FE logo. That's going to go on there. I'm waiting for that part. Eight staples that will be on sale online in the web store. You may remember in the past when people purchased the hair that was there. Uh-huh. Uh, there are people who still have brought the hair to me at shows and had me sign the display case. Very similar to that, you will now be able to own the staples that were forcibly uh, required because Mance Warner split my skull wide open. Thank God for Ref Scarlet again. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Uh, for not letting me, when I got my barbed wire cut in my back, someone brought this up the other day. They were like, it was dark chic. She goes, yeah, watching Matt Justice spray you with fake, like the cover-up skin, 
and you just being like, all right, let's go, whatever, with this huge set of gashes in your back. I was like, I think you're immortal once again. I'm not, I, you know, legally speaking. But thank God I showed her. And I said, can we just, let's just glue it. I knew she had glue. She said, no. So the staples came out. They will be on sale. I think two of them are going to come with a out-of-box action figure. And then the other six will be on their own. I haven't completely decided. But I was allowed to keep the staples. They were in my head for 10 days, which she said was not required. And she also said, don't touch your hair. Like, don't touch it. I shampooed it today for the first time in two weeks. How did it feel? I didn't touch the cut part. I probably missed a few spots. But I will say this. It putting the ointment on the cut, you know, gently. I want to reduce scarring. I don't want to pull the scab. I don't want to mess with it. I hate how greasy I fucking looked for the past two weeks. Seeing the pictures pop up, great photographers, talented, so good. And just, I like my hair to start a certain way in the match. I come out dry, and then when it gets wet, it's a certain way. In the match at some point, my bandana will get knocked off. Hopefully my hair's wet enough to shake a little. But coming out, and it's already, it's greasy. It looks bald on top because of the staples in there and it's trapped some of the hair in there i can't move it i hated it so hopefully we're back to normal i also wrestled three matches with staples in my head now here's what i was getting at earlier saying i'm independent i'm a brat i don't listen to anyone the people that i work with the professional wrestlers highlight the word professional now the word professional you know what it means right peter Mm -hmm. means you get paid yeah. It means you're you're yeah. paid to do something. I'm guessing there's other ways you could define it. Oh, you're trained to do it. You've gone through a pro- whatever. I mean, that was always the thing because there was debate with professional photographers, like who's a professional and who's an amateur. And the definition that we always came up with was, does all your money come from photography? Well, then you're a professional. There you go. But I think you could be a professional wrestler, and I think you can also be a professional professional wrestler. Two mm. two words that are the same with different meanings and connotation professional being you're there on time you perform your function you're easy to work with you know your shit you're not dangerous you're not uh taking risks without informing the other person and the people i worked with starting with mason mansour last week we discussed it but into this weekend love them thank god i was working with them we will make fun of rena yamashita and masha slamovich a little bit though uh 38 hours, though. Here's another negative of being an independent professional wrestler. I've tried to be cautious. I was thinking in the kitchen drinking coffee the other day. I said, this time last year, I took three full weeks off. Hated it. I was not making money. I was not keeping up with my... uh, You know, you have to be in the ring to, to keep that. Yeah. I could run four miles. I could do Stairmaster. I could do any kind of cardio. It's not the same as consistently wrestling. And I think if you're not booked all the time, you got to at least be in the ring, you know, to do that. I was off for three weeks. I came back. I said, this shit hurts. My callus has become soft. My, my carcass callus. I was standing in the kitchen. I said, what did I say? Hold on. What was I? Drinking coffee. Oh, saying I had the time off and I was thinking, I'm so glad I have a busier February. Once again, though, 38 hours, Pitar. I tweeted the math, 4,400 miles. This weekend, I will complete another, I think, a total of about 4,000 miles from here to Minneapolis to Edmonton to Calgary and back home. Roughly the same amount of time, maybe a little more time. But I went from Atlanta to Los Angeles and left on a red eye to Chicago and then left at 8:40 PM to come back home on Sunday. I did not sleep in a bed. I did great. I made money, I sold merch, but it was exhausting. And it was a, a physical test of my human body. And I had staples in my head. <laughs> there may be pauses in today's episode while I think, I will say my balance has been a little off. I don't want to admit to that, but I did pass all the concussion protocols. You know about those? No. What are the concussion protocols? You just uh, 
the doctor does a light in your face. Yeah. And he's like, guess you're okay. So I don't know. I don't know how they tell because I can follow a light with my eyes. But also, I keep forgetting a few things. It's coming back to me. Balance is off. When I step out of the bed, I got to like, got to check myself. Feeling it. Now, I went to L.A., hung out. It was chill. Went to the show. Same building. Sometimes you're like, what a blessing. I travel the world. I'm paid to perform my fights. But then sometimes you're standing in an alley. and You go, I have been here a thousand times. And now I'm still here. And I've got staples in my head. And I was given a match that doesn't seem very safe against the ultra-violent champion, Rina Yamashita, and Masha Slamovich, who they main-evented Cork and Hall in a death match. It was incredible. Now they're a tag team. I kind of explained, and I don't want to give away too much, please, please don't attack the top of my head, right? And thank God Allie, she takes some shit. She's good. She's going to eat a few things for me. They said, what about a gonzo bomb, high neck bump? I said, sounds like the top of my head. They said, definitely, it will not be. And then they said, what about a DDT where we drop you on top of your head? I said, oh, is there anything else? They said, just take it. Okay. So I did both of those things, and thank God they're professionals. God. I was okay. It was not uh, the most fun I've ever had, uh-huh. but I got out there. The crowd was wild. We got it done. But I'm going to tell you, it was, I was worried. I was worried my head was going to pop open. The staples started to sort of come out. Found out from the doctor they were in my head far too long. Uh, She said, have they been in there for five days? I said, it's 10 days now. She goes, that's too long. I said, oh. She said, did any fall out? I said, I don't know. They didn't. I got all eight staples. Uh, But it was there very long. She said, it, if I'd left him any longer, it could have grown over the staples. I don't know. You're really, you're not liking the sound of this, are you? No. Oh, well. It's fine. I'm it's fine. It's fine. Uh, this was a really good locker room, though. We had a lot of new folks in there. Uh, GCW regulars, of course. But, like, I think Joey Janela was in France. Jimmy Lloyd was in England. Uh, so we had a few people that I don't usually see. One of those people was Dolph Ziggler, now known as Nick Nemeth. He was released from the WWE after, I want to say, 15 years he worked there. Now, in 2011, I did set up at a SmackDown taping, which I think we've referenced when I got ribbed uh, and sent down to the ring. Yeah. Same show. uh, I ran into him at catering, looked like shit, said hello. And I explained this to him at the show. No offense to him as I say this. He did not give a fuck. They came in and wrestled the first match and were out of there, him and Matt Cardona. And a lot of people kept saying to me, isn't it crazy that Dolph Ziggler's here? I mean, this man was making, he doesn't need to wrestle is what I'm going to say. His downside guarantee for the past at least five to 10 years, former heavyweight champion, former WrestleMania guy, like he's done a lot. He has millions of dollars guaranteed and he doesn't have to do indies. He's going to go do New Japan. He's going to do TNA. But they says crazy he's here. I said, it's cool he's here. It's not at all crazy that he's here. We've had Andrade. We've had Psycho Clown. We've had Jeff Jarrett. We've had Mason Mansoor. We've had, of course, Dolph Ziggler. We've had Cardona. The names that have uh, Moxley, of course, was our champion for a while, you know, AEW heavyweight. The names that have been there basically is like the top notch of wrestling. You know, I had Seth Rollins standing backstage watching through the curtain, and he's going to go on to have a WrestleMania match with, uh, you know, maybe Cody. We don't know. Everybody's there. Everybody's been there. Everybody's paying attention. This is a very weird time in wrestling because we're we're a little indie, right? We're just a little indie. Well, we're a little indie that performs all over the country, sold out every night in Japan, in Australia, in Germany, in the UK, in Canada. We're returning to Canada. And at a certain point, you go, this is the place, right? There's a lot of places where I think these guys are signed and they make more money, Peter. But when I think of pro wrestling, I think of full matches, wild matches, kind of outlaw lawlessness. Uh, These are not, they're not tiny buildings, right? But they're not the arenas. But I'm looking at some of these arenas, no offense to anybody, 
not that full right now at some of these places. Uh, we're, we're selling out thousand cap venues. People are rowdy. People know who we are everywhere we go. Uh, and I think guys are figuring out and girls, this isn't gendered that this is a place where you can come kind of get it out of your system. They're watching us from the sidelines going, you know, the security is good that we have, but I'm going to be honest, Peter, if I had to go to a show at noon and then not know what I was doing for five hours and then maybe wrestle. And then if I did, you know, it's a five minute segment or I watch Monday night raw and there's an entrance and then you stand in the ring and then there's a video package and a commercial and spend 10 minutes. Then there's another entrance. You're just standing in the ring and then you have a six minute match and you're done and you've been there since noon. I think I should charge extra if I'm at a show more than six hours. Truly. Yeah. And some of these guys telling me we don't even know what we're doing or I really hope I get a five minute match tonight. I really hope I get to try some things tonight. It just, it makes me sad and it makes me go, that's not why I would become a professional wrestler. And once again, some of it is me not being able to handle being told what to do. I get it. But the other part of me says, I am working for people who know who I am, who trust that I know what I'm doing, who say, here's some suggestions, but also we welcome your suggestions immediately. I'm given full time every night. I get uh, all of my merch, which, you know, there's ups and downs to bringing your own merch. And I don't have to wait for my turn. You get your turn because you're yeah. booked. Yeah. And when I show up, I know I have my turn. And as I like to say, this is a real diva statement. Uh, my call time is when my music hits. And it sounds like I'm being a dick. But really, my job at these shows is once I go out there, once my time starts, that's what's expected of me. If I do that well, nobody's bothering me about the other stuff during the day. I'm not having to go ask or pitch or do or listen to, you know, a mid-card guy who couldn't retire, who's my agent now, and he's going to tell me how to get things over. It seems like we're in a real crossroads of pro wrestling. And I'm holding my cards. I have, you know, a belief that I can make more money in the future. I do fine. I pay my bills. I like to think of myself as a like a blue collar entertainer, you know, I'm not a rich dude, but I perform everywhere. I do my work. I know what I'm doing. And I think, uh, in the future I'm in the right spot. Be careful, buddy. They, the dogs are kind of crazy today. Yeah. We're having fun. Hello. Now poor Cole Roderick. What a weekend he had. Aww. He got delayed until six o'clock getting to LA. Shit. Still showed up, still wrestled. Uh, I think his flight got messed up going home uh, after Phoenix Sunday, which I was not there for. I will be returning to Phoenix in June. Very excited. But if you average out, and we're in the middle of it, I want you to know. If you average out my speed at any given hour, 115 miles an hour over 38 hours. So I finished my match. I changed. I sold merch before the show. Uh, Rick, who sends us coffee and beautiful oh, yeah. art, helped me out uh, with doing some of the merch. Beautiful. Going to send some more coffee. We had a blast. We had a good time. But I also said, it's hard to explain to people, I'm not going to be here later. You know, I had a few people stay out of the merch. They want to buy it from me. I get it. But I can't just scream like, I'm leaving, motherfucker. I'm leaving soon. Please. Uh, so I think it limits a little bit of the merchandise time, the fan time. And we had a lot of new fans with Dolph Ziggler there, sold out show, uh, that I think once they saw, they would have come over and had a more... Uh, excited conversation. Um, but, you know, I did what I could. I had the match. My head was okay. All my clothes got wet because it rained in the alley. It's fine. I'm not judging anyone. We had water. We had, you know, a little covering, whatever. And I went right to the airport, got on a plane, made it in time, sat on the runway for two and a half hours. Ooh. Now, first, I'm sitting at the boarding. I didn't get there early. You know, I get there right at boarding. I'm rushing across Los Angeles. And I said, oh, this layover in Minneapolis, three hours. Oh, what am I going to do? Can I take a nap? I'm going to spend too much on breakfast? Well, then we sat on the runway for two and a half hours. Hilariously, still on time, still made my flight to Chicago. But 
this oh what I'll have I have so much time I have so oh my time turned into walk to the gate buddy they are yeah, boarding yeah. which is you're sitting there going am I gonna make this and you go I got a lot of time the filter we have a filter problem and they say quick update we solve a filter problem you go that's not an update you just want to say something I also I took a like an Advil PM you know back in the day they would abuse somas which are like heavy trank uh, pain pills yeah. Yeah, we abuse Advil PM. I took two of them, but I figured out if I don't fall asleep within the first like hour of taking the Advil PM, I'm never going to sleep. Like, there's a window with this stuff. So I uh, stayed awake and I couldn't sleep. Yeesh. I sat with my eyes closed and I listened to Andre 3000 play. I guess what is called the flute. It just sounded like noise, and I was like, "Oh, this will help." No, it didn't help. And then I finally got to Chicago to do this Sunday show and uh, was greeted at the airport by the wonderful Rabbi Jeremy. This is the person who runs Second Wrestling. Okay. Uh, a very progressive, wonderful, open-minded uh, Jewish rabbi. I love chatting with Jeremy because he's someone who, you know, he's obviously, he's a rabbi. He knows a lot of things. And I didn't, I'm supposed to have a call with him just so we can chat about some stuff, but I didn't get to ask him because I couldn't think of a respectful way to do it. What he thinks about Yentl, which Peter, you still haven't watched Yentl with me. I'm hoping you'll watch Yentl. I think if you ask a normal person, what do you think of Yentl? They would think I was being like, I get like, I don't know. It To me, it sounds weird being like, oh, well, you're a rabbi. Do you like Yentl? I didn't want it to come across like that. Because it's like one step away from, oh, is your favorite musical Fiddler on the Roof? Right, right. Like, like oh, what's you like some tradition? Other, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Maestro? Uh, uh, no, I still, I'm a little behind on my Barbara's. Uh, I need to catch up. She, Yentl's the movie. It's the one. I listened to the, uh, the blank check about Yentl, and they brought up one particular scene where they're on the cart, and they're like, what do you want to do? And Yentl is like, well, I guess she's uh, Absher, Absher in this moment. Absher is the boy Yentl. Let's let's argue about the tenets of the of the faith. Like that's one of the things you do in Judaism. It's just like we'll learn it all and then let's argue about it, whether yeah. we believe the same thing or not. Yeah. Let's present all the sides. Yeah, this is something I really enjoy about Rabbi Jeremy because we'll have these conversations and uh, just spit ideas at each other. You know, and uh, it's not nobody's there's no attack to it it's just like let's uh what do you think about this what do you think about this and then he said my favorite line at breakfast me and uh Brittany blake another talent that was on the show he took us out to breakfast and at one point he goes let's not talk about wrestling and i just kind of paused i was like i think it's all it's all wrestling everything is kind of wrestling i don't know what else to talk about he was like have you seen any movies and i was like yeah but i'm gonna they feel like wrestling and i'm sitting here with no sleep after getting beat up with staples in my head, eating, you know, corned beef hash going, can we, can't we just complain about wrestling right now? Uh, I've, I've been thinking recently, it's about to get medium deep. I've enjoyed over the last decade trying to solve the puzzle of the wrestling industry. What I'm figuring out is every time I put a piece into place, the puzzle seems to expand and or add extra portions so you'll never complete the puzzle. There's no way to solve this puzzle. You can feel satisfaction from getting a piece in, but then you look at the side and you go, oh, I thought I had an edge there. No, there's no edge. It just keeps going. There's more pieces now. It's a never-ending puzzle. So I have to decide uh, to not, I guess, limit my expectations in some ways of like, you've done a thing. You're great. You have a, a legacy, right? But... You, you can't be addicted to trying to solve the puzzle because it's an unsolvable puzzle. And at what point during solving the puzzle do you go, you know what? Fuck this puzzle. This is a dumb puzzle. I'm trying to balance it because I don't want to get tricked into going too deep into a puzzle that will never get completed. But I really enjoy doing this puzzle. Does that make sense? Totally. Deep metaphor? Yeah. I was pretty tired doing the puzzle though. We got to the venue after a lovely breakfast, and for the first time in you know a day and a half, I laid down on a couch. Ooh. I had not had a space to lay. I had a lot of seating and standing, 
and recline, slight reclining, but no laying. And I laid, and I think I laid for like 30 minutes. Changed my whole life. It was great. It was magic. Just a mild nap, a little moment. And then my opponent showed up. Now, we talked about my opponent because we just saw him on TV. And that's Darren Corbin. He doesn't know what garbanzo beans are. He doesn't know what chickpeas are. There are a lot of people who would freeze in that situation, I think. Mm -hmm. And even while I'm watching the show, I imagine being there and I go, I think I know what these things are. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I'd say it fast enough. Garbanzo beans got him. Luckily, Darren Corbin's a genius. I explained again, hey, pal, the top of my head is full of metal and it's a wound. And I just... And also, chickpeas are garbanzo beans. You could have said either one. It has two names. You know, like it's not ketchup or mustard. Those are one thing. Catsup, I guess. But you could say chickpeas. You say garbanzo beans. You know what we used to call them in my house growing up? Honey beans because they look like a little butt. We're eating honey beans. Honey beans. Yeah, like a butt, like okay. a honey. Okay. Like you got a good honey. I guess they are little. They're little butts. Little butts. Yeah. So honey beans, they wouldn't have accepted. In. Discussing this, though, I figured something out. I told you there were two people on this yeah. show. There's actually three people wow. on this show. Darren Corbin, Milo Beasley, and Zane Riley are all on this show. And also, I think Selena De La Renta is on the show. We've never had a match. She's a manager at MLW, but I know her going back to Florida. So four figures of professional wrestling who I have you know, deep knowledge of personally are on the floor. There's still a chance for one of them to win. I don't know if it's going to work out. Uh, me and Zane Riley had a match in, I think, Augusta, Georgia one time. It was the dumbest match ever. It ended, we had a finish, and the referee messed it up. I don't know who that was. And then we decided uh, to hug, and then we left together and just left the referee in the ring and exited holding hands. One of the funniest guys I've ever met. He goes, screw it, let's just leave. I go, what? I was younger. Than, you know, I'm like three, four years in. You think you know what you're doing. You have no clue. And you go what and this guy's done it long enough he goes no just uh hug me and then hold my hand we just left we just walked away it's really funny the promoter said that's hilarious i thought you were gonna win he goes ref messed it up and we didn't have another option we left we could have done something but you know it's he taught me a lot about timing and being hilarious and i appreciate that and i hope one of you wins what is it two hundred fifty thousand dollars something like plus that. twenty thousand every night mm-hmm it does seem like you can't you can't prepare to win. There's nobody that's like that skilled. Somebody's going to get messed up. Some of them come up and they're real confident on the floor. Yeah. And then they just get lost on something. I think there is I think the real wrinkle of that show is the pressure because when we're just sitting here on the couch yelling stuff at the screen, it feels incredibly simple. Right. But you know what really messes you up? If you pass or yeah. if you wait to pass. Yeah. Because that's three seconds off, and then they wait three seconds. Mm-hmm. At times, it's gone. You're done. The Floor, starring Rob Lowe. Check it out. also got to hear some insider knowledge that I won't... I don't know if I can share it, but it does seem like Rob Lowe is a bit of a worker. You know? In wrestling, you're either a wrestler or a worker. Is he a worker or a wrestler? I remember somebody asking in the locker room about me. Oh, he's a worker, brother. Two Cold Scorpio and Ricky Morton much later... This was back in Georgia the first time I heard it. They were talking to each other, which we discussed on the show. I don't know what they're saying. But he said, oh, you know, Effie, he's a worker. He goes, oh, yeah, he's a worker, baby. And that's like the highest wrestling compliment because it means you're adaptable. means you can change to whatever's going on. means you can uh, you have options. You're not stressed. Mm. You want to get the big reactions, but you have a lot of ways to get there. You're not worried about getting your shit in, so to say. Right. Which is... One of the fatal flaws of wrestling. If I do all the cool shit, it's they don't care. They've Some, seen it. Sometimes you just got to hold hands and walk out of the ring. You got to hold hands and leave and make that decision and adapt on the fly. You know what I did when I separated my shoulder in 2018? I started working differently. You know what I did with staples in my head? I started working a little differently. Was anybody disappointed in their Effie experience? Not that I heard, but you have to adapt. You have to be quick. You have to figure out the room you're in. You have to know what's going on. Either way, we're in a bar. I uh, stuck a pool cue up his butt. I nutted him on a bar uh, rail. I threw darts at him that missed. And uh, then he tried to beat me. 
You know what happened, Peter? Didn't work. Didn't work. I won. And then at the end, we gave him a consolation prize. Darren Corbin, you get a consolation prize. And it was an autographed can of chickpeas, known as garbanzo beans or Heine beans. Heine beans. And he did not like that. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. I also like that we had barely a discussion and then got out there and went so fucking long, Peter. We just were chewing the scenery, as they say. Two professionals just trying things out. Half the shit we did, we just figured it out on the fly. It's magic. There's a trust level that's very good. And uh, I'm sorry you didn't win the floor. I would have asked for more money from you, Darren Corbin. Oh, what happened to the... Uh, I'm drinking a zero-sugar ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Common in our household. I haven't been able to find the ginger beer again. The ginger beer is great, but what about the ginger ale lemonade they had? Did you try that one? No. I bought it one time. So good. Zero they, sugar. Sometimes, like, do you remember the root beer seltzer that they had for like two weeks? Yes. Incredible. Did you have the Dr. Pepper seltzer? No. It was similar to the root beer seltzer and like, it's a hint of like... I feel like they got in trouble for that or something because those disappear so quickly. Side note, I think not as many people were buying that as we think. Oh, we're, I maybe. think we're weird. I think we, and we don't think about it. Yeah. I don't think anybody's in there like, we have to get uh, seltzer water that's lightly flavored like root beer. Mm-hmm. We were, and it's gone. Uh, seltzer's popular, but they want lime and mandarin, mm-hmm. grapefruit. Grapefruit's always there. I, said, I don't know. That's I'll just fine. get grapefruit. Yeah. Uh, the coconut one tastes like sunscreen love it love it <laughs> you know you're not not a sunscreen fan not even not, not really a coconut person okay coconut oil is useful but not tasty have you ever just drank the juice out of a coconut no very fun no. i don't know if it would make it better for you um, someone told me that it tastes like spoiled skim milk and i said i guess i like spoiled skim milk we had a family friend that died from coconut fall it fell on his head? Yeah. That's a real thing? Yeah. Does it... W- <laughs> the aim of that has to be... As someone who's recently been hit in the head, though... I think God needed him to go, because that was <laughs> pretty, like, done. <laughs> Did you ever play the Mario Party where you have to knock the trees to get the coconuts yeah. to somebody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's a real thing. You think his family has put on Mario Party, and they're like, oh, my God. And they're like traumatized. Luigi's trying to kill Peach. No. No. I finished the match and I sold merch for 20 minutes again. Limited. Still met some people. Went back to O'Hare. I came. Flew home on a beautiful flight. Uh, Spirit Airlines. I'm a gold member. I have status. I go through the first class line. A gold member? Oh, yeah. Gold member. I'm gold a little gold card uh i go through first class uh entry for tsa when i fly spirit it's it's not any more comfortable but they're nicer to you and you get free diet coke yeah it's magic and i say don't open it and i save it for later if i'm not thirsty i wasn't thirsty i got home by midnight so i left 10 a.m on saturday i got home midnight sunday 38 hours and uh is that 38 hours? Yeah. 10, 10, 24, 12, 36, 2. Yep, 38 hours. Yep. 4,400 miles, 115 miles an hour. And here's the real math. 0.96% of time was spent in the ring wrestling. Point, not even 1%. 0.96%. Wow. Wrestling. Wow. Yeah. So if you think the wrestling's the job, you're a fool. The wrestling's the bonus. It's the fun part. The travel and sitting around mm-hmm. and not sleeping in a bed is why they pay me. I mean, it makes sense why you would not want to wait six hours to maybe not wrestle. Yeah. Even longer than that, probably. Um, I did see, though, that there's an opening for a writer position, which would be really funny if you started writing for the WWE. I think uh, if you're going to take that job, too, you have to be ready to just throw things into the atmosphere and then have them shot down. Because I I think a lot of that stuff, the writers put their heart into it, and then it doesn't ever happen that way. That's what I've heard previously. I I would have to imagine so. Yeah. Probably not the most fun or creative job. 
I think it's creative in a sense, but I think also like if you're going in there without full wrestling detail knowledge, yeah, they're just gonna shit on you and tell yeah. you to go away. Uh, I do. We were talking this weekend about there's a lot of writers who've done this, where like, oh, so and so got hired as a writer at WWE. Maybe they're a wrestler, and then uh, under a year later, they're like, I'm finally free from my prison. And you're like, how did it go from like I'm gonna go change the world to like my prison? I've escaped in less than a year. I don't know. I uh, I don't want to go to a prison for work. That sounds not fun. No. I don't want to be scared every day. Mm-mm. You know, I like that we have art on the walls because I can guarantee uh, that I'm not going to get fired within the next two weeks and have to move myself back home. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's a few things you have to be aware of, but like, there's not just a guy who's like, sorry, you've been cut. See ya. Okay. Here's the question. Okay. Uh, pick a movie or TV writer to write wrestling. Oh, this is good. Okay, I pick uh, Vince Gilligan. Ooh. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. I want to see the Better Call Saul wrestling storyline. That would be cool. I'm really excited. Have you heard about the new show he's doing? Give me a a synopsis. It's... um, uh, Who... Do you watch Better Call Saul, right? I watched the first two seasons. Okay. Um, I'm going to fuck her name up, but it's the... Um, the other lawyer in Better Call Saul. Um, I want to get her name right. It is uh, Rhea Seahorn. Rhea Seahorn. That's um, a really great name. So it's going to be her. It's set in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it is going to be a light sci-fi. Okay. Um, which is really cool because, you know, he would, uh, Gilligan was the X-Files dude or like one of the big X-Files yeah. writers. Yeah. So you think some aliens are coming? I think, I think it's going to be like subtle aliens, which is more exciting to me than like actual. What if he just did like an ALF style sitcom where they're like, there's an alien here. And, and he's like, like I'm ALF. Um, the other Probably thing more too dramatic. is um, Apple TV has some real interesting shit coming up. Like there's a Colin Farrell show where he is like a private investigator of some sort, but it's set in a sci-fi universe and it's the city of God director making it. That sounds rowdy. Mm-hmm. I'll watch anything with Colin Farrell yeah, though. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. That guy rules. Let's go to your house, Colin Farrell, and ask you questions. You know, I feel like you get two good questions and then he doesn't give a shit about the answer. And I love that. I think it's perfect. Uh, I'm off to Edmonton and Calgary this weekend. Yay. And then the week after that, I'm in uh, South Bend, Indiana for RCW doing a seminar and doing uh, the show. And then I can't tell you what else I'm doing that weekend. Surprises coming coming your way. Uh, After that, I am in Dallas, Texas for GCW. And then I have the rest of that weekend open. So I may just go to Texas and come right home and hang out here. Is Allie going to murder Mance? Yeah, I hope so. She's doing a bull rope match with him. I tweeted today that like she may end him before I even get there. Allie in Texas is crazy. She had a match with Gage there. She had a match with me there. Uh, it's rowdy as fuck. When Hell she's yeah. in Texas, something goes off in her yeah. brain. Uh, and you're strapped to her. which You think, oh, I'll just hang her with the rope. She's nuts. Just good luck to you, Mance Warner. And I mean that not at all. AJ freaked out and started messaging Mance Warner Saturday night. He said, fuck you. Stop hurting him. I was like, you earned it. Have fun. He's he's crazy. Good luck. Good luck in that fight. It was really funny. It was good. It was nice. Uh, after that, I'm in St. Louis for GCW. Then I'm in Montreal. Mm. And a four-on-four death match. What the fuck am I doing? Speaking of Montreal and Canadians, did you see the Drake video? Uh, I'm not going to admit whether or not I saw the Drake video. It may not even be Drake. Uh, good for you. And what are you, what are you doing? There's a certain level of fame where you're like, you got to not send that to anybody. Mm-hmm. You got to, or at least like, don't have your very identifiable face sticking yeah. out. Like there's rules and yeah. I'm not even that famous. You know, just come on, come on, Dre, get it together. What are you doing? <sighs> do we have questions? We do have okay. questions. Um, Please sign up for the Patreon. We don't have advertisers on here. We are fan supported. 
we would accept an advertiser if it wasn't corny. We had someone reach out to us. It seemed like a scam. We're not doing it. Uh, please uh, sign up for the Patreon. Weekendatfes.com. A lot of options to choose from to support. A lot of fun benefits. And if you're at the high level, you get a merch discount, which pays off quickly. I promise you. Okay. This is from Blair. Can Effie dunk on my former employer who just fired me last week without any prior warnings or conversations? I was fired for my demeanor, quote unquote, and also heard through the back channels that there were instances of subordination. This sounds like nonsense. Um, Laughing my ass off, I literally work security at a music venue and everyone loved me except the manager who used to be my friend, question mark, question mark. Sorry if this is too much of a backdoor cameo request. I'm just really depressed, and I know Effie talking shit will be healing. I uh, I was going to say, this sounds like some of the cameos I do, which, if you want one for Valentine's Day, good or bad, I'm up for it. Cameo.com slash Effie lives. It's going to be a gnarly fucking Valentine's Day this year. Listen to my uh, astrology weather report if you would like the details on such. The weather report comes with the Patreon weekend at Effie's.com. Here's the deal. Fuck your employer. Uh, but I think there's a lot of lawyers out there who would love to hear from you. Uh, some of them work, you know, based on what you get. I think they would have to show proof of these instances of insubordination. I think for firing, you would have had to have conversations first, uh, as someone who used to work in management and hiring and firing. Uh, and I think that, you know, sometimes bad things happen, like we lose our job or we, uh, you know, lose people in our life, things like that. What I'm saying is, Maybe your next adventure is way better. Yeah. But fuck this venue. And also, I think a lot of venues are about to have a big wake up because they've been stealing people's merch money. They've been not giving people part of the huge amounts of liquor and alcohol that they sell because of who we bring in and who these artists bring in. And they're treating their main staff poorly. So maybe it's a blessing. Maybe this is good for you. But also... Maybe you can sue the fuck out of them for improper firing. Uh, I don't know what state you're in. I don't know the venue. I don't know what you signed to work there. But I would look and see what your state's laws are on, you know, providing proof of these instances Mm -hmm. if they're going to fire you for something like that. And also, don't commit arson, you know. I've listened to a lot of Dateline. I don't think many of us could get away with it. And it's not worth giving your life up, you know, just because it's hilarious to burn a music venue down. Think of the artists. Uh, sorry, it wasn't really shit talk, but I'm hopeful, and I I think you'll I think you'll find something good out of this. Yeah, I absolutely. Um, it is crazy that like, uh, do you know the Callus Doughboys? Yes. Uh, they I saw a thing on their Twitter the other day where they're like, "Hey, we're not selling merch because we would literally have to pay for it out of our pockets if we sold it tonight." And I saw a little more detail on that, and it's in Italy. And so for artists coming in, there is already a 22% tax. Mm -hmm. Then the venue is charging another 24% tax on top of it, which they're not required to do. And you already know it's hard. What are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, then the bands look like dicks because they got to charge $50 for a shirt or whatever. Mm -hmm. No way. Send them to the website. Give them a free shipping code. Let them buy it there. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. What did you do except for exist? Also, I hope more venues pop up that go, hey, you don't have to do that here. Mm-hmm. And they're successful because that's a way to really move the needle is to go, well, we have an option. You know, the monopolization of venues with Ticketmaster and Live Nation is uh, it's a bad thing. It's bad. It's bad. They just want to make money. Okay, this is from Jerry. Are there any video games either of you are looking forward to this year? And also, since it seems that remakes are the new big thing instead of new games, are there any old games you would like remade for the current day? Good question. I bought AJ Tekken 8 for his birthday. What he doesn't realize is Tekken's the only one I can beat him at. Mortal Kombat kills me. Any yeah. other fighting game kills me. Yeah. Tekken, I can win. And I think it's because it's maybe dumbed down a little bit. I don't know exactly why. Uh, I'm... I love fighting games. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I've been playing the Mario RPG, mm-hmm. which is a remake, which is fun. I think uh, I'm pretty excited for the Princess Peach game. Yeah. You can be Princess Peach as a ninja. Yeah. She's going to be lit. She's a, also a chef. And she deserves the spotlight, you know? Uh, I'm trying to think of other games. You know, we talked about, what what is it where you walk across with your baby? Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
I wish I could watch like just a five minute plot synopsis video. Um, spe- but speaking of Kojima, I am excited for whatever the Jordan Peele game. This is a different game, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, Hunter Schaefer, maybe she's in it. I believe so. She- I saw her scan. Yes. Big year. Yes. Uh, yeah, Kojima doesn't have to make money anymore, and the creative decisions reflect that. Mm-hmm. So I hope this is a good. I don't need money. Creative reflection. It's to have. I, I don't know. I love. I'm chicken shit when it comes to scary games, but I love playing them. I tried to play one of those on the stream, even Resident Evil, which isn't yeah. that scary. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I can't be scared. I don't want to be scared. I want Mario to you know jump on a cloud. That's I'm into it. Maybe more Mario games. That would be cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of other games coming out. I need to get back on my... Yeah, the gaming industry is kind of fucked up right now, just like everything else is kind of fucked up. I just like looking at the uh, online Switch store in the deals section. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit, crap, bad games. Mm-hmm. And you see one and you go, maybe. Maybe that'd be good. I'm trying to think of old games. I've been playing GameCube, so there's a lot of weird old games on GameCube. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Shrek 2. Very fun. Uh, I don't know if I'd want it remade, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Banjo-Kazooie revamp? I want a Marwind redo, but I know that's also getting them away from making a new Elder Scrolls in general. Yeah, but didn't they make 18,000 versions of the same Skyrim yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> One of them could have been a Marwind remaster. They haven't remastered that at all? Well, they did the online thing, but I'm not... I'm not an That's like kind of game. a money scheme, though, yeah, isn't it? Nah. MMORPG no, action? No, I know myself too well, and uh, we can't we can't have such things. Oh, you you think you get addicted to I the online? I think I would. I think oh. I would. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to play a game where I've I have never to gone down that road. Real. It, it kind of feels like uh, you just say no. If I just say no, I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, I tried to play that, and people just kept killing me. Yeah. And I was like, no way, dude. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't I'm know. playing this game as me. I don't need you involved. I I like games where I can play sitting next to the person. Like I love fighting games for that aspect. Um, Which there's fewer and fewer of those nowadays. Yeah. Um, I once made someone so upset during a game of Mortal Kombat that they cut their hand open and kept playing until the match was over. And On the controller? Had to replace the controller because there was so much blood soaked into that thing. What system was this? Uh, this would have been PlayStation. How do you, did it get pinched? It was something, I don't know, the alcohol was involved. Yeah, I could see. I don't know, gaming and drinking a little Mountain Dew vodka. That's yeah. 2009. But I don't know, I love stories. Yeah? I don't know. It's a very basic thing to say, but I love stories. They keep remaking uh, Final Fantasy VII and adding a weird title to it. Yeah. I just, I remember playing that game when it was, not cool looking, like not next gen, like mm-hmm. I guess the original, and it was fine for me. Yeah, I don't know if I need, I don't need everything to look perfect. Yeah, you know, there's a lot more of those like old school style games showing up, and I like that. But, yeah, I do too. You know, I don't know what to remake. What do we re- Jet Set Grind Radio Future? Is that can we do that from the Dreamcast? I think they did, didn't they? Oh, is it a mobile game? Probably. I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, more Lego games. More Lego games. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, what's a what's a movie franchise with a lot of movies? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, don't go crazy. That's the next one. Looks a little. I don't know. It's, I'm worried. I don't know if I can take monkeys acting serious for uh-uh. two hours. Uh-uh. I like the concept of them overtaking humans, but now that it's done, I go. I, maybe we did too much. Where's Paul Giamatti in an orangutan costume? I know. I know. Well, maybe they'll breed and make him, and he'll be born. So, yeah, okay, I agree. Lego Planet of the Apes, all of them, including the ones from the 70s, that were bad. We want to see it. We have to see it Mm -hmm. on all platforms. Please help us. Help us see these games. Any other questions? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, this is from Julie. Uh, Probably late to this thread, but if you have space, what is the story about Peter's thumb pin? Thumbpin? Yeah, I'm so as I talked about last week, I have a oh, pin yes, my thumb yes. together. Um so this was back during the Peter drinking days. 
We both had a good time. Yeah. We've had our drinks. Yes, 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 yes. Um, they told me I was so good I had to stop. Yeah, they said that. Uh, you've so had enough. We gave you your medal. We gave you your trophy. It's time yeah, to retire. We completed all the levels. We're level 80 in, in Warcraft mm-hmm. of drinking. Um, so, okay, I'm going to try and make this story fun. Um, just remember, it's a funny story. Uh-huh. Oh, whimsy. Um, so, really big into skateboarding. Um, it was like one of the first things I got into in high school. I was always fucking terrible at it, though. That's okay. And um, Well, so, until it's not. Well, yeah. Um, and this is more of a story of how I quit skateboarding than should have been quitting drinking. This didn't that didn't happen for a few more years. I already like where this is. Um, so uh, this was like early 20s and I was assisting at the time and drinking very heavily. Um, I lived in what I refer to as the cocaine house. Um, OK, I was not doing the cocaine, but my roommates were. And it was oh, the problem. house wasn't made of it. No. Oh, okay. It probably could have been, though. <laughs> um, and uh, so I I had a few drinks, and I hopped on my skateboard. And, Were they beers or liquors? Uh, it doesn't matter. It okay. Was, it was a lot of drinks. Okay. Whatever. It, you know, got a good buzz on and hopped on my skateboard and was just tooling around the neighborhood. And, um, I was a longboard skateboarder at this time. Like I had converted over. And so I was going down a hill that I normally took and it was the perfect car coming up. I'm either going to hit the car, like the car will hit me or I can just bail and hope for the best. And so I bailed hope for the best and I was like, Oh, whatever. I'm fine. Everything's fine. You know, some road rash, get home and it's like, uh, you know, maybe a little bit worse than I thought it was. And so then I go to assist the next day, the guy that I'm working for, normally it was like two, three hours, shoot you like $75, you know, nothing crazy. That was pretty standard at the time. We get an experience too. Yeah, exactly. You take it. Um, and, uh, so he hits me up and he goes, Hey, by the way, the job is going to be a little bit longer and, you know, of course compensate you for the time and everything. Well, it turned into a 12-hour day. Um, And, you know, we were there in the morning doing the daylight shots and then all the dust stuff at night. You're setting stuff up, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing a lot. And um, and so I, you know, wore, like, big collared shirt and everything because I realized when I woke up the next morning, road rash is pretty fucking bad. Like, I I am not in one piece at this point. And my hand doesn't look bad or anything it was you know a little painful but it was like "Ah, you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah maybe i'm just sore exactly so as the day goes on i'm starting to realize this is bad okay i should have gone to the emergency room immediately and i am slowly losing functionality as the day is going on and this (sighs) was like real ritzy high-end atlanta architecture and so you know there's goofy shit like carpet that is you know five inches high um it just ridiculous like they had this big elevator like shag you, style yeah, yeah yeah like really like the the i guess like 60s or 70s like uh living room style where you go down several levels like you know the um, the cabinet of curiosities with the space cocaine yeah yeah, yeah. to where they're kind of down in that okay. space it was like that was the style of it well, just to mock me over the course of the whole day, all the handles in the house are literal hands, like coming out of the. So handle. you've got to use. So your... you have to you have to shake hands to this open is... the door. I think we have to tax these people. Yes, 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 yes. And so I get to the end of the day, going, I fucked up really bad. I'm gonna have to go to the doctor the next day and figure this out. Like I am in serious pain at this point photographer hands me a check for $125. Oh. oh. And so I, I go to the I go to the doctor, get x-rays done and everything. Uh, Same day as you've done this 12-hour shift? Or uh, the next no, day? this is the next day. Okay. So, it, you know, this is two days later at this point. He walks in the room and goes, congratulations, you've won the lottery of broken bones. And I go, okay, great, what does that mean? And he goes... In over the course of my career as a surgeon, I will not have close to 500 cases of this. You broke the bone in the body. That is the hardest to break. 
no one breaks this bone. Do you know the name of this bone? I don't know the name of this bone. But it's a very tiny bone that basically connects the thumb to the rest of your hand to give it functionality. Because it wasn't even terribly swollen or anything. It's when I got up after assisting the next day, my thumb was immobile. Like, I could not move it whatsoever. Um, And so I had surgery on on the hand. They put the pin in. I continued skating. And while I had a cast on my arm, you see that hole? Oh, yeah. Um, As a dent. So I fell again while skating, put a massive hole in my elbow, and went, ooh, this is really irresponsible. Not going to the doctor. Like, too ashamed. I could see bone, like, from the actual wound. You have, like, pieces in there? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And so now if I hit, if, like, I hit my funny bone, um, I get nauseous. Oh, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Did you, like, pop the bursa sacs, too? Probably. I've popped all of them. I don't think I have any more bursa sacs. I don't sacks. know. I never got it checked out or anything. Um, and we just move forward and stop skating after that point. I've been dragging that skateboard around in the closet for the past three houses. I'm not going to touch it. I won't touch it either because if I do what you did and fall, I used to do a little drinking skateboarding too. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I can't make money. It's, it's fucking fun. It's great. It's exciting. It's not good though. If I fall, which I will, I'm 33 now. It's over. Um, I was dating someone who was really into longboarding, and they took the North Avenue Hill. Um, Where exactly is this? So the uh, like past Pont City Market up on that hill, like where we lived on Boulevard. Okay. Going back down that direction towards where the old Masquerade used to be. Oh. And they did it in flip flops, and that's too confident. Uh, ripped every single toenail off of both of them. Oh feet. no. Oh. 10 fingers, 10 toes. No toenails. No toenails. Oh, that sounds horrific. Yeah. How do you walk? Should they the, were the, weirdly mm. enough they were a professional Halo player to where they're getting paid to go around the country and play Halo. That's incredible. Yeah. That job doesn't exist anymore, no. does it? You have to move to new games. Yeah. Oh. Do they do it like a show off or is it like a contest? Like here's it's like the Harlem Globetrotters or is it like we're on a team we have to win? Oh no no it's like on a, it's we're on a team we're going like they were they were like a little past that point when we were dating and we're still getting offers from like 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 I remember specifically it's like oh here's tickets to go to Vegas to go play and it's like ah eh, no whatever so weird yeah yeah I guess they could still do that though you know. They don't have to um, use their one of the feet. strangest human. Like they own two horses, and while we were dating, they're like, "Hey, do you care if I get like really ripped?" And it was like full board. Um, what's the Kristen Stewart movie with the bodybuilder? Uh, I forgot the name. We like just talked that about that level Patreon. of female bodybuilding. That's lit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. To um, become a horse. To become yeah. To become oh. a horse. <laughs> I'm kidding. And we, and we met in ad school. Yeah, like just literally everything. Okay. All right. Well, what what an artistic, mm-hmm. weird. I like horses from uh, more than 10 feet away. That's how I feel about a horse. Okay. We still have more questions. Okay. Ask away. Um, this is from Danny. When you're traveling during times that you're eating healthier, what places do you stop to eat? Or food choices do you like post-wrestling shows? So, like, thinking more healthy. What are you? What are your options? The only place you can adjust that's open that late is, like, a Taco Bell, and you don't get all the nacho cheese, and you try to get the chicken. Uh, but it's still not great. And uh, I, don't, I don't recommend the road diet that I end up with, which is, like, eat during the day as much as I can, and then if we don't find anything, just have a, a decent breakfast. I will say, if I eat a big breakfast, I'm not as desperate at the end of the day. I don't like eating too much right before the show, but after it always feels like it's McDonald's or Taco Bell. That's the only place open. And I can eat McDonald's. It's, it's uh, the same everywhere, which is nice, but also it's, there's no healthy choice Mm-mm. and Taco Bell, You can at least be like, Oh, I'll do the grilled chicken thing, but it's still not good. Yeah. Uh, I do like trying to get like an extra wrap or something earlier and then that's yeah. available Yeah. and I don't have to think about the food. <clears throat> Uh, so not a great answer there, but uh, prepare ahead, I say. Hammerstone carries around a fucking full cooler full of prepared meals, 
and I already carry too much shit. I'm not carrying food around all day. Good luck. Glad you care that much. I can't. I'd rather be hungry than carry a cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a cute little like Aladdin lunchbox. Now, this is like, I mean, this is like a carry-on. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Meals for the weekend. That's, Just dry yeah. chicken and Ooh. weird brown rice. I don't know. Doesn't sound good. Um, okay, this is from Mike. My partner and I are flying out for Mania weekend for the second time. My partner has family in Philly, so we're bringing her sister and her boyfriend to brunch for their first wrestling show, and we're all so excited. First, thank you for putting on such amazing shows where we can bring people who aren't typical wrestling fans and know it'll be a good time and won't be a shitty atmosphere. Uh, Second, if this isn't out by the time the podcast comes out, when do you think you'll announce the first match? Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, Hopefully soon. I have some people confirmed. I have one or two matches confirmed. Um, Luckily, with it being sold out, I don't have to worry about rushing into it and... After the last big gay brunch being so soon, like taking a second yeah. for my own health, uh, I can promise you a great show. I can promise you a few familiars, a lot of new faces, some returning faces, uh, and some stars, some big stars. So hopefully the other things I'm working on work out, but I want to throw you know a crazy wrestling show, but also I want to acknowledge the people that have built this thing to where it's at as well. I hope I hope you'll be satisfied. I think everyone will have a good time. The last one was very very good, but Philly is a lot more people, a lot more eyes. We got to put on a crazy ass show, yeah. Especially with the amount of wild shows that are already happening that weekend. And I've seen other places starting to announce they're not sold out already, so they're trying to entice you. You guys trust me already. You know it's going to be great. And thank you for coming. Uh, it's not just uh, providing a safe space. It's uh, looking at wrestling rooms and going. I wish they looked like this. So then now they do. Yeah. It's lovely. I love that. Uh, okay, this is from Heather. Edith Surreal told me that cash is better, so I always bring small bills to pay for merch to help with making of the change. But my husband says a lot of people seem annoyed and I shouldn't bring stripper money anymore. Are digital payments preferred these days? I'll be honest, I don't care either way. I, you know, for me, it's about creating as few barriers as possible to payment. I think. For smaller people, probably cash is great, but I also am going to be carrying around cash all weekend with the cash you give me, and I'm going to end up depositing it when I get back anyway, so you're actually just expediting the process. Adding a credit card reader, incredible. Magic. Uh, everybody has their cards. You know, That's easy. I can swipe it. Uh, PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, easy right away. You know, Me and Allie doing merch together, usually at the end of the night, I send her a Cash App of whatever our split deal is so it's nice to have a little in there uh but i'm never going to turn away cash cash is queen as i say it's easy it's real it's there and uh you know i can decide how much of it i want to deposit which is most of it these days i'm trying to be as legal as possible for longevity so i say give me the little bills i don't care yeah uh and usually the smaller bills fives ones uh i'm a big casino style uh who is who's the lady in that Tips everybody. Oh, the movie casino. Yeah, not Sharon Stone, is it? Is it Sharon Stone? Mm, I feel like it's not. Why am I forgetting who this is in Casino? Either way, I like to tip my bus drivers and my you know taxi people. Yeah. My you know. Yeah. Having the little bills helps with that as well. If I only have twenties and fifties and hundreds, then you know I gotta I can't. You don't go crazy with the tipping, you know. Uh, maybe some days, but. Uh, the little bills help. It's good to have a little bit of cash on you. I don't mind either way. Whatever you come with, I'm going to try to make it work because I would prefer to have the money in any form I can get it. Okay. This is our last one for the episode. Hell yeah. I would like to tell you about the benefit of eating dried grapes. Just raising awareness. Oh, come on. Come on. That's good. That's silly. I like golden raisins. They're delicious. Uh, I have raisins in my oatmeal all the time. I like the ones that sing and wear sunglasses. I think oh. they're from uh, California. Oh, are those uh, Henry Selleck uh, animatronics? Are they? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they cut some corners. But I do like... Siri, who did the California... Oh, it's not. California raisins uh, did confuse me when I finally saw a raisin in the sun because I thought they were somehow going to be involved. Not at all the case. Uh, very interesting, good play. 
I think maybe add some raisins. Maybe the raisins talk. It's a metaphor, you know? Um, oh, it was Vinton Studios. Will Vinton. They made Gumby? Uh, I'm just making see. shit up, Peter. Let's I'm. See. Let's see. I have no clue. Um, get that. Get that. Don't eat that. Okay. Uh, ooh. A lot of it is just... I'm not seeing other stuff that is, like, real recognizable. They came, they saw, they made the raisins, d- dance and sing, and then they ran away. Um, interesting. Wow. Weekendatfees.com. Oh, they okay. Little Prince, Le Petit the Prince, nineteen seventy nine one. Wow, uh, Le Petit Prince, uh, Dinosaur. Whoa, mm-hmm. I'm the baby. Um, looks like a lot of sequences. Oh, they did the Captain EO, the Michael oh. Jackson Disney. Did you ever get the pleasure of going to that? No, I did not. Very weird. I went before it closed. Very weird. I'm sure. I'm sure. My band uh, in college had a song called Captain EO. Really? Yeah, it was weird. It's funny. We had weird songs. I only know about it because of uh, Defunct Land, my favorite. Have you watched the full video? It is online. I believe I have. It's silly. Yeah. It shouldn't be any longer than it yeah. is. Good for you, Michael Jackson, I, I think guess. they're finally replacing it. Everywhere. They are, yeah. With, uh, I don't know what with. I don't know why I acted like I was. Probably some Guardians of the Galaxy something. Whoa, Drax, be careful. I watched the first 10 minutes of three, and I turned it off. You said that about two films today that were both kind of aggressive visual films. Yeah, it was too video gamey for me. Okay. Yeah. It, it mellows. I'm going to have to go back, and it was just, again, it didn't hit me at the... That's been my thing lately is, ah, it's too much, and I turn it off and watch... Uh, it's like when you're you got your Spotify on shuffle and something out of the mood hits, yeah. and you go, I can't do yeah. this right now. I love this. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Well, good luck. Good luck to the raisins. That's what good I'm going to say. Good luck to the raisins. I guess they're dead now, right? Probably. Oh.